Um, but so we're heading into sort of a new series this term, um, but it's kind of linked to last series. So I just wanted to introduce it to you guys. So what we're talking about specifically this term at House Party is some of the aspects of Jesus character. Because last term we talked about identity and about how we could choose a character and how like we could look to some other people for like what we might like our character to be at some point in the future. We could pick some of those aspects of our character. And at Gateway Youth, we think that one of the best people you can look to is Jesus. So we wanted to look into some of the aspects of Jesus's character. But before we jump into that, we've got a very special speaker to kick it off for us. One of them that was really important to me was to let you know that if you're not like super into the whole spirituality thing, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. You're like, what's the deal with Jesus? That's cool. We're super glad that you are here. And here's what you need to hear about this, is that we believe that Jesus is who he says he was, that is that he was God, and that he calls us to live our lives a little bit differently. And not just because we have to or because he tells us to, but because maybe the way when we do it ourselves and we live life how we naturally want to do it, that it doesn't actually always work out that well for us. Right? I think we've all had that experience where we've been making the decisions and it doesn't quite work out how we wanted it to. And so I guess the question, the thing I would like to say to you, if you're someone who isn't following Jesus, who doesn't automatically go like, yeah, I want my character to be more like Jesus, is just think about this. This term, as we talk through some of the things that make up Jesus' character, if you did choose to make some of those traits part of your character, what difference might they make in your life? And if you were to make those changes and your life was to improve, and not because it works how you think it will work, but because it actually works differently to how it work, you think it should work, whether your life will be better and whether maybe that points towards the fact that Jesus does have something to do with your life. Is that cool with you guys? Awesome. That doesn't sound very excited. That's okay. You're trying to get rid of me. I understand. So that person who is actually coming up to speak is a very excellent speaker. I'm not saying that just because she's my wife, but she is my wife. She is. Uh, she has studied the Bible. She's not just some chump like I am. No, she's, um, she's done some Bible study and uh, she is super talented as a speaker. So can you please give a big round of applause for Hannah? Singe isn't a chump. What do we think of Singe? He is all right. Do we have a good Easter, everybody? Good holidays? You know, I always find that, you know, when you've been on holidays, the thing that you need sometimes after a holiday is like an actual, like, holiday again. And we got one with Anzac Day. How good is that? I'm just going to move that down. Very, very cool. Does anyone still have um, chocolate left from Easter? Well done. Well done. Um, Singe made a, a good move this year and his theory was, I just have to get Hannah more chocolate than I have, as in that he has, so that I wouldn't steal his chocolate. And it's worked brilliantly. Like, I haven't taken any of your chocolate yet, have I? Well done. Um, and, you know, like Singe said, this term we'll be talking um, on the character of Jesus, what it looks like like for us to follow him. 
Um, and tonight, the aspect or the character of Jesus that I'll be focusing on is um, is how Jesus had compassion and grace for those around him, and how we need to show compassion and grace to those around us. Sounds simple, right? Yeah, easy. No, it's not easy. You guys live in live in the world, right? How easy is it to uh, to just be like not frustrated, calm all the time, show empathy to people who annoy you, who has siblings in the room? You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you know what? If I'm honest, I actually find this really hard. Um, a funny side note is that my name, so the name Hannah, actually means full of grace or gracious, um, which is kind of a bit odd. And then, like, to make things worse, my middle name is Grace, so, like, which obviously means grace. So I'm kind of, like, full of grace, grace. Um, I don't know what my parents were trying to do. Maybe they were just trying to, like, be really hopeful and, like, pray for, like, a really gracious, compassionate daughter. Um, And that isn't exactly how I would describe myself. Um... I don't consider myself someone who is naturally compassionate or gracious. Um, I tend to lean on the side of, you know, if you've kind of made a stupid decision, well, you're probably going to get a stupid outcome. Um, Now, it's not like the worst thing. I'm not a horrible person. But like I said, it it doesn't come easy and it doesn't come natural to me. And the reason I tell you that is for two reasons. Number one... I don't want you to think that I've got this all together or that I'm somehow perfect because that is not true. Um, I'm definitely preaching to myself tonight as well. And number two is I don't think that compassion or grace actually comes naturally to any of us. Um, And you, you only have to really think about it a little bit. Think about if you were to open the newspaper or turn on the news scroll through Facebook, wherever you're getting your kind of local news, what would you see? Would you see stories about everybody just getting along really well and how there's no fuss in the world? We all love each other and we all treat each other with compassion and grace. No, that is that is certainly not the case. And um, I was thinking about maybe like a personal story um, to describe how I don't think we're naturally gracious and naturally compassionate and um, I thought about the times where like Easter related again um, where I've got my Easter eggs and like we used to go uh, we used to have an Easter egg hunt like every year like there was you know four of us kids and we'd all look around the yard and try and get as many as we could and there would always be a time where where one of my siblings would like grab one of the eggs of mine and like if I was compassionate and gracious I'd probably say here oh, I noticed you clearly need another chocolate egg. Would you like another one? That never happened. My instinct would be to just try and either grab it back or steal one of theirs. I think it's pretty obvious that we aren't naturally gracious. I actually think we're naturally wired to think of our own wants and needs over the wants and needs of those around us. Being kind and considerate Others-focused, empathetic, compassionate, patient with others, offering grace instead of judgment doesn't come naturally. It comes supernaturally. 
And if you're sitting here tonight, you, you're not really, you don't really know what this whole Jesus thing is or this, this uh, Christian thing. You wouldn't call yourself a Christian. Then, you know, like Sinch said before, I want to welcome you and encourage you to hang around for the rest of the term. Ask questions. You know, I'm not here. None of the leaders are here to try to convince or to prove to you or to make you believe in Jesus. I'm here tonight just to simply offer you a choice. Do you want to live for yourselves and live in a world where those around you live for themselves? Or do you want to live for something greater and in a world that is concerned for those around them? You know what, let's have a little look um, in the Bible at a story that I think really teaches us compassion and grace. So the story is from Luke, and I'll read it to you. It says, one of the Pharisees, now first up, a Pharisee was like one of the religious people of the time. So one of the Pharisees asked Jesus over for a meal. Um, He went to the Pharisee's house and sat down at the dinner table. Just then, a woman of the village, the town harlot, you guys know what that is. That's like not the woman that you want to be. Uh, having learned that Jesus was a guest in the home of the Pharisee, came with a bottle of very expensive perfume and stood at Jesus' feet, weeping, raining tears. Letting her hair down, she dried his feet, kissed them, anointed them with perfume. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man was a prophet, I thought he was. He would have known what kind of woman this is who is falling all over him. Jesus said to him, I like that like we don't know who this person is. And then Jesus says, Simon, I have something to tell you. So Simon is in trouble. Oh, tell me. This is what, this is what Jesus said to Simon. Two men were in debt to a banker. One owed 500 silver pieces, the other 50. Neither of them could pay up, so the banker cancelled both debts. Which of the two would be more grateful? Simon answered, well, I mean, I suppose the one who was forgiven the most? That's right, said Jesus. Then turning to the woman, but speaking to Simon, he said, Do you see this woman? I came to your home. You provided me no water. But she rained tears on my feet and dried them with her hair. You gave me no greeting, but from the time I arrived, she hasn't quit kissing my feet. You provided nothing for freshening up, but she has soothed my feet with perfume. Impressive, isn't it? She was forgiven many, many sins, and so she is very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal." It's a long story. There's like a lot to this, but I want to focus on a specific bit that I think really demonstrates how Jesus was compassionate and and gave grace to this woman. I'm going to give you like a summary of what I think this story would be in our time. A bunch of youth friends were hanging out at school. It was lunchtime and they were laughing and joking having a great time. Then, all of a sudden, that kid that no one likes, whose phone always goes off in youth group. (laughs) I'm kidding, you're forgiven, it's totally fine. (laughs) But then, that kid that nobody likes, 
who's really annoying, you know, smells a little bit, wears the grossest clothes, turns up and wants to hang out with the group. One guy laughs, makes a joke about how instead of of trying to hang out with them, he should try hanging out some washing. A A few friends laugh. Some say nothing. And one decides that even though he'll probably get mocked by his friends, that he's going to hang out with this kid because the kid needs a friend more than he needs a laugh. Ouch. That version of the story hits a lot closer to home, doesn't it? You know, if we're honest, most of us have been one of those friends before. Maybe we've been the joker. Maybe we've been that person that everybody just wants to avoid. Maybe we've been the person that just said nothing. But I don't know about you, but the only person in that story that I want to be like is the one who was actually the real friend. The one who demonstrated, like Jesus, that he cared for the person around him more than what the people around him thought of him. A person who is a friend to the lonely, who shows compassion to the needy. I want to be a friend who feeds the hungry, who offers grace to those who do not deserve it. Because the truth is, that is what Jesus did for us. He chose to love us and give us grace, even though we don't deserve it. None of us could ever be good enough for God, but He chooses us anyway. And guys, I'm just going to get you to stand as we as we close up. And you know, that's what I want to be. But I want us as a youth group to have the character of Jesus. I want us to be a a group that looks for the outcast and brings them into the crowd. A group that isn't consumed by the natural selfishness that we have, but is full of a supernatural passion for those around us and for those people around us to know and be loved by God. A youth groom that aims to be like Jesus. And you know, it's great for us to feel passionate here and it's a great start to to want to decide to be like that here. But I think the real challenge for us happens when we aren't here. It happens when we're in our homes. It happens when we're at school. It happens in the environments where sometimes we don't feel safe. And so I guess my challenge for us over these next two weeks is just to fight against that natural selfishness and push for that supernatural love and grace and compassion. So I want us to go away and, um, and really think about that and come back in two weeks' time being able to actually share a time that we've been able to push through. If you guys just want to close your eyes, I'm just going to pray. God, I thank you that, um, 
that you've seen each and every one of us tonight, God. I thank you that um, you love us, that you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, even when we don't deserve it. And God, I just ask that over the next two weeks, you challenge us to um, to stop thinking just about ourselves and to, to think about the world and to think about others just as you think about us, Lord. So in your precious name, amen.